Welcome to another edition of my podcast. This is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. This is yours truly, Anthony Smith. And there is a lot to get to. Uh, we see where Justin Fields, quarterback of the Ohio State Buckeyes, has got a petition going. And there are like already 200,000 not 2,000, not 20,000, but 200,000 signatures already. Just, just just, a lot going on. Like I told you last week when I was talking about Big Ten and the parents' voices speaking out. Well, now these student athletes have a voice and they're using it and they're using it in a mighty way. Uh, before we get to that story, let's look at some scores first. Uh, today is Sunday. August the 16th, 2020, uh, Major League Baseball, Cleveland Indians knocked team the Tigers, score of 8-5. to five. The Nationals, Washington Nationals hold off the Baltimore Orioles by a score of 6-5. The Atlanta Braves blanked the Miami Marlins, 4-0. The Astros, or the Asterix, or the Astros, as they're being called, beat the Seattle Mariners by a score of three to two. The Colorado Rockies knocked off the Texas Rangers ten to six. And in a shellacking, the Oakland Athletics in the Battle of California manhandled the San Francisco Giants fifteen to three. And the Arizona Diamondbacks held on forty five for a victory over the San Diego Padres, and the. New York Yankees beat the Boston Red Sox by a final score of 4-2. So there's your Major League Baseball score right there. Uh, Let's see here. I believe we have some more scores to look at. Let's take a look at the WNBA. They had a couple of games on slate, three games. The Wings beat the Mercury, 95-89. The Storm knocked off the Sun, 95-72. And the Sky beat the Dream, 92 67 three games are on tap for today, and those were the scores as well. So let's take a look at some more news here. Some NBA news and scores. As well, basically, we're looking at the playoffs getting ready to ramp up. And the West first round game one series starts on the 17th. It will pit the Utah Jazz against the Denver Nuggets. East first round game will be the New Jersey 
Nets against the defending NBA champions, the Toronto Raptors. And Toronto is slated at minus nine and a half. If you're into the betting line, that game will be at 3.30. And then also on the 17th, the first round game in the East will be the 76ers against the Boston Celtics. Boston is a minus 5.5. And to the West, we have the Dallas Mavericks against the Los Angeles Clippers. And the LA Clippers are at minus 6, 6-point favorite to win that one. So these games are coming up on the 17th, so we have something to look forward to. Now we get ready to move on to college football news because a lot of news is being made. And the story I want to get to right now is the one with Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields. Justin Fields, QB, starts petition to relaunch the Big Ten season. Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields started a petition requesting the Big Ten immediately reinstate the 2020 football season, a petition that had more than 200,000 signatures as of 10.45 p.m. Eastern Sunday. Fields tweeted Sunday that this cause is close to my heart and urged people to sign the petition. The campaign said it is asking the Big Ten to allow its players and teams to make their own choices as to whether they wish to play or opt out of the fall season. The petition follows the Big Ten's decision to postpone the 2020 season based on medical advice and a vote from the conference's presidents and chancellors. In the petition, in the petition, Fields wrote that the players believe the safety protocols have been established and can be maintained to mitigate concerns of exposure to COVID-19. He goes on to say that he believes the players should be able to make decisions about what is best for their health and their future. The Big Ten is aware of the petition, but has no comment at this time per league spokesman. Figure that one. Ohio State Center Josh Myers Signed, said he signed the petition. In an interview with ESPN before Fields posted the petition, Myers expressed his frustration with the Big Ten over the decision to move the season to the spring, saying he and his teammates felt it was safe to try to play in the fall. I felt like if we had a season, I would be safer than if we didn't have a season, which might sound crazy to some people, but I do, Myers said. Let me put a pin right there. If you're in a good, good controlled environment with protocol in place, chances are you probably are in a safer place as opposed to being able to have free will and do what you want to do and go where you want to go. And without taking precaution, you know, like these little house parties and little get-togethers that where there is no social distancing being practiced, no mask being worn. I can understand why he would say that. So, like you said, it may sound crazy to some, but it doesn't sound crazy to me. He says, everybody that I come in contact with, 
if we have a season is getting tested twice a week, they're in the cleanest of areas, and as a player on the team, you don't want to be the guy that gets it because you're being a fool and you were out somewhere you shouldn't be. Ask whether his teammates were unified in wanting a fall season. Meyer said, to my knowledge, every single player on the team wanted to play. As far as I know, there wasn't one person who said, well, hey, maybe this isn't safe. There wasn't any of that. I never heard it one time throughout the whole process. The Michigan defensive back, Hunter Reynolds, also signed the petition telling ESPN, I maintain the stance that other players and I want to play in a situation that is made as safe as possible and work with the conference and NCAA in order to determine a solution that addresses the concerns that college athletes have and finding a way to ensure that every school is adhering to a uniform of set protocols. Reynolds and Minnesota defensive back Benjamin St. Justy are co-presidents of the College Athlete Unity Group, which was formed this summer to give student-athletes a platform for peaceful protests regarding racial injustice and other social issues. St. Justy signed the petition saying he wants to show support for fellow Big Ten players, but acknowledged that the conference made a professional and rational decision. We just have to go out, have to go with what they say at this point because time was working against us and the plan was not well structured, St. Justin said. Some parents of the Big Ten, of Big Ten players, have spoken out about their desire to let their sons play. We just have to go with what they say at this point because time was working against us and the plan was not well structured, St. Justy said. Some parents of Big Ten players have spoken out about their desire to let their sons play as parents from Iowa, Penn State, Ohio State, and Nebraska have all released letters addressed to Warren looking for answers about why the season was canceled and what happens moving forward. Also be it known that Commissioner Warren also has, I do believe, a son playing for a school in the Mountain West Conference or playing at Wyoming. So I guess in the sense that would raise, make you raise an eyebrow. Christopher O. Shaughnessy, whose son Michael is a punter at Ohio State, said he signed the petition and that the parents are proud of Fields and what he is doing. If you're telling us it's not safe for our kids to be either in the practices or in the games, tell us why. We want to know. O'Shaughnessy said, If we're supposed to be protecting our kids from something, we want to know what that is. Big Ten did not share any of that information with us, and that's where I get mad. So there you have some angry parents, sound like some angry students, and this will be like their second podcast being uploaded.
So hopefully someone will chime in and we can hash this out. What do you think? Should the Big Ten play? Should the Big Ten not play? It's a head scratcher. Anyway, when I come back, I'll have some more news for you. So stay tuned. This is A Train Sports Podcast. I'm Anthony Smith. The fact that you're probably going to be rejected as a first round pick in next April's draft. Why why get involved in it at all right now? Uh, really just, just my love for the game, my love for college football and my love for my teammates in, in Ohio State. I, I, I've seen the guys, like I said, battle back from injuries and um, I've seen how hard our coaches have fought for us to, to play. So really just for them and um, just, just my love for the game. Justin, I, I just want to commend you real quick. That, that question I asked, that's, that's a really hard question. That's a question that a lot yeah. of people are struggling with as far as sending their kids to school and things of that sort. And I commend you for the way you lead. How are you and other star players staying aligned for, you know, we are united and things of that sort as it relates to, you know, being firm and, you know, actually understanding that you guys are the product on the field? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just think we're finally now realizing how big of a voice we have. And I think, you know, uh, COVID and, and, you know, delaying the season or canceling the season, I think that hasn't sit well on a lot of, you know, college football players around the country. So I think this situation is not only making us realize that we have a voice in college football, but it's also bringing us together in, in terms of, you know, making one voice and coming more powerful together. And, and, and that's shown, I guess, over the past few weeks or so uh, across social media. So I think it's a great thing. Justin, how do you think the, uh, you know, how do you feel the conference handled the decision, the council? Would you have rather them wait like the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 to make that decision? Yeah, I, I think if the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 all think that we can have a, you know, season safely, then I, I don't see any reason why the Big, the Big 10 uh, can do the same. Like I said earlier, I, I think what we're doing at Ohio State is uh, very safe, and I think if we can get everybody on the same track in the conference, I think that'll be a safe way uh, to actually conduct the season. And there you have comments from Justin Fields, star quarterback at Ohio State. Welcome back to A Train Sports Talk Podcast. And that is a story that is really going to be worth following. Think about it. The Big Ten is one of the Power Five conferences that said, we're pushing our season back. Possibly. Till the spring season. Now stop and think about it. Now I'm here in Wichita, Kansas. My job as a board op at a radio station. I was basically one of the first ones to hear the news because I'm at the station and right around halftime, 
the announcement was made that, and it was a high school state tournament game, the announcement was made that after this game, the season is over. Abruptly. Playing for a state tournament and to find out, and I don't know at what junction they found out, they might, I don't know if they found out at halftime or if they found out after the game, I'm going to assume most likely after the game, but you can only imagine the move in the locker room. You can imagine the move for the team that lost the game. Because you just lost the state tournament game. You know, you lose, you go home. But imagine the move in the winning locker room. You're on your way into the locker room to celebrate, to get ready to play another night, only to find out you just played your last game of the season. So we look at the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and how they have basically said, well, Pac-12 got a very unique situation because they're canceling all fall sports and men and women's basketball until after the 1st of January. Now, what's so unique about that? Because if you read any news or read any tabloids, it's ironic that the Pac-12 says till after January 1st, 2021, because there are some things I read that are not sports related, but that has a way of possibly shaping the way this country is going to turn out. Some of your big pharmaceutical companies, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, the race to put out the vaccine. One of them is in like phase three or phase four where they're getting ready to start testing humans saying that they will have a vaccine ready in December. Other companies are saying that vaccine is going to be ready after the first of the year. So, is timing everything? Is there reasoning behind the Pac-12 saying they're postponing until after January 2021. Something to make you think about. So, back to how these, imagine how these kids feel. They're told their season postponed to the spring season. Well, you have some seniors on that team, and I can guarantee you. Now, there are some that will go pro. They may barely make the practice squad, but there are some who, like Justin Phil said, the reason he's doing it, he's not doing it just because of himself, but he's doing it because of everybody else that's playing. He's doing it for the seniors on that team. Think about it. Some of those seniors, when that ball is snapped for the last time and that clock reads four zeros, their football career is basically over. Yes, I'm pretty sure they can probably say, okay, I'm going to play in the XFL, play spring ball. Or some may have life already planned out that after football, I'm going into business. But give them a chance to play. And I don't think doing it in the spring would be the best option. So, at the time, and let me put in my disclaimer, because when y'all hear this podcast, even though this is Monday evening, you're going to hear me in the intro saying welcome on the Sunday 
tonight because I started this podcast on Sunday night. And it just so happened that I had some sound clips to add from Justin Fields as he was answering questions from Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Williams in light of the decision that the Big Ten made. So last night when he had that petition out there was at the time when I was doing my report on that, 200,000 signatures. That was about like 24 hours ago. So imagine how many signatures. Now the question is, will the top brass in the Big Ten look into this and take consideration? And as Justin Phil said in that article from that last night, he basically said, give the teams the option if they want to opt out of the season or not. Don't just shut down the whole conference. Give teams the option if they want to shut down. If players have the option, if they want to opt out, they can do that. I can see his point. Give teams that same option. If there's a team that don't feel safe, if a player, if a coach talks to his team and lays everything out on the line and do a vote and Majority rules and say they don't feel safe playing, then that team is out. But don't just shut down the whole conference. So I can see his point. My question is why is it now that the players have such a loud voice nowadays? Think about it. Trevor Lawrence went out and tweeted We want to play. Let us play. It gathered up so much steam that even the president himself endorsed it. Now, I'm going to say something that may be controversial now. He endorsed Trevor Lawrence. My question is, will he endorse Justin Fields? If you can endorse one, you can endorse the other. This is Anthony Smith, a train sports talk podcast. I have some more to come. So we got some news coming from out of the NFL. Jaguars defensive end Lynch, 27, says he is retiring for personal reason. The Jacksonville Jaguars suffered another loss along their defensive line when veteran and Aaron Lynch told them on Monday he is retiring for personal reasons, the team announced. 27-year-old is the sixth defensive lineman to either opt out, go on injury reserve, or retire since July 31st. Lynch's retirement comes one day after veteran end tackle Rodney Gunter said he was stepping away from the game because of a heart problem. The one thing I think I've learned over the history of this league is even though you're doing all these moves or you're doing all these things to fix things and you feel comfortable at any moment in time, those things can change. Jaguars coach Doug Marone said during a Monday morning news conference and you've got to be prepared and you've got to be able to do it. I know that there will be a lot written about kind of like you said these plans that they have have been blown up. But it's also a great opportunity 
and a great challenge for these other guys to step up. And if you have that happen, that's great, especially the young guys. The guys that we're talking about that are not available were guys that were experienced, guys that have done it before. Having those veteran type of guys brought in, we still have a decent mix. But now it's a little bit more on the younger guys and guys that have been here to step up. Lynch has 20 sacks over six seasons with the San Francisco 49ers and the Chicago Bears. He signed a one-year contract worth $1.01 million with Jaguars in March. He is Jacksonville's third free agent signee who won't be playing this season. Tackle Al Woods, who signed a one-year deal in March, opted out because of coronavirus. Gunter had signed a three-year deal worth $18 million. Woods and Gunner were signed as replacements for Marcel Darius and Calias Campbell. The team declined to pick up Darius' 2020 option, a move that saved the team $19.5 million. Jaguars traded Campbell, who was due to make $15 million, and count $17.5 against the salary cap this season, to the Baltimore Ravens in March for a fifth-round pick that the team used to take Auburn safety Daniel Thomas. And linebacker Laurenti McCray also opted out because of the coronavirus. Tackles Dontavious Russell, Hip, and Brian Price knee were placed on IR, though Price received an injury settlement and was released on Monday. Defensive end Yannick Nagua has not signed his franchise tag tender and has not been at training camp, though he has had several conversations with Jacksonville general manager David Caldwell since firing his agent last week. So that's the news coming out of Jacksonville with retirements and player movement. This week, I hope to have some interviews lined up. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw a name out there. Uh, Sean Vanderveer. Some of you here in this area may remember him, especially if you were a student at Hutchinson Community College back in the mid-80s. He was part of that uh, championship team, that team that had to overcome some adversity. You know, when you think about what happened that year, especially during the Christmas season and when the players going back, being involved in a tragic uh, automobile accident. Uh, Cornell Bell is the name. Uh, Then they had some players transfer out or didn't come back. Uh, Matter of fact, I remember this guy. He was out of the state of Ohio. I think he was actually recruited by Wichita State. Uh, he was missing some classes or something academically, so he ended up coming to Hutchinson Community College by the name of Chad Fast. I don't know how I'm able to remember all that. That's been this is 2017. This is back in 1986. Okay, 86, 87, two years. So, uh, hopefully, we can get Sean Vanderveer on. Uh, he was part of that team. Him, Maurice Britton, uh, young kid out of. Derby by the name of Reggie Morton. 
there was another guy they had on that championship team. Let me see. Uh, I think Billy Butts. Uh, Antoine, I can't think of his name. But, yeah, we plan to get Sean on the show this week. I'm going to reach out to him. He says whenever he's ready, let him know. Uh, he has been in the coaching. He's back at Wyoming. I can only assume he's probably there. I believe Steve McClain is the coach. So they always have kept that Hutchison connection going. I think at one time, Dave Farrar was the coach, and he brought Steve McClain along, and Sean was on that staff. And Sean, some kind of way, ended up here in the state of Kansas. How ironic, back in the state of Kansas. And he was coaching at Emporia State. He even brought a team to Wichita State. And now here he's back in Wyoming. So we're going to uh, reach out, hit him up on Twitter. And so he gave me his word that whenever I'm ready, let him know. So we're going to get him on this week. So uh, hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast. I know it probably won't be my best podcast, but hopefully you enjoyed the content. So we're going to keep our on this situation with the Big Ten and Justin Fields in this petition. I'm going to try to get some update as to how many signatures is on that uh, petition and to see if the top brass will actually take into consideration and say, look, we'll at least listen because it's not just the student athletes speaking out and getting petitions. The parents have also spoke out. Now, before I bring this session to an end, it's one thing because there's a lot of parent involvement at the high school level. I know that for a fact. I know parents. I know parents if they're not satisfied or if things aren't going right between the coach and the player, that parent has that right to look at other options and see if their child can get a fair chance, transfer to another school. Uh, I know one person right here, I'm not going to drop name right now, his son is on his way to college because of a move that he felt he had made that was best for his son and Kudos to him. Kudos to his son. Got him a scholarship to a smaller college in Oklahoma. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's no love lost between him and the former coach who has moved on to a different school. And I plan on efforting getting that coach on. Hopefully. Knock on wood. If not, I'm going to try to get Steve Martin back on because I believe workouts practices started today. So, catch up with them before their first game and see how practices are going. But until the next time, take care of yourself and each other. Come back in tomorrow. I will be talking a little bit NBA hoops. Getting an update on the playoffs. And I'll be giving you scores from NBA. Give you some WNBA updates. Uh, NHL hockey playoffs, give you some scores and updates on that. So check back in with me tomorrow, and I look forward to bringing you some more information. So until next time, like I said, take care of yourself, each other. God bless. This is Anthony Smith, A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. It's been enjoyable.